Hey everybody, welcome to episode three of Average Students and Not So Average Topics. I'm Shanna. I'm Brittany. I'm Allison. I'm Marilisa. Today our topic is abstinence only versus abstinence plus education. Abstinence meaning abstaining from sex until marriage. So I found this uh, quote from the Kaiser Family Foundation that kind of explains what abstinence only education is. Um, and it says, also called sexual risk avoid- avoidance. Um, It teaches that abstinence is the expected standard of behavior for teens, usually excludes any information about the effectiveness of contraception or condoms to prevent unintended pregnancies or STIs. Today we were thinking of just kind of talking about the pros and cons of each sex education curriculum. Each of the abstinence ones, these two different versions. Yeah. Yeah. So for abstinence only education, our first, one of our pros is that it helps students understand the weight that being sexually active holds. And so I think it's kind of like a scared straight program type thing, if you're into that. (laughs) Like, it's just kind of like, it puts the severity on it, because I feel like where I'm from, which is from Virginia, everyone just has sex with everyone, because, like, whatever, it doesn't, like, I don't know. For my opinion, it holds a lot more than just, like, for pleasure. Um, And so I feel like abstinence only can kind of help people like, feel the weight of what having sex with a person yeah. can actually mean. And on the other side of that, though, students fail to receive a full understanding of what being sexually active means, both emotionally and physically. Because I know for me, like, I didn't under- I didn't get that in my sex ed. So by teaching abstinence only, you're not teaching students how to emotionally and physically prepare for sex. Yeah, exactly. Like, with me, it was kind of like... Because I got abstinence only two, and they were just kind of like, here's what it is, but you're not going to do it because it's really bad. So, like, this is what it is, but you can't do it. And then that's all we really, that's all they really said about it, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, one of the, one of the pros about this style of teaching is that it gives the parents more responsibility and opportunity to teach their kids according to their beliefs and their morals which is really good because obviously a lot of the problem with sex education is that parents, all parents have a different idea of what they want their students to know. Especially in Utah, given the the religious majority, a lot of parents don't want their kids learning about sex in school, but it does leave room for them to either teach false information or not teach at all. Everybody here gets abstinence-only education, so they have to leave most of the actual education that they get to the parents and that does leave a lot of room for misinformation and like a lot of parents here just don't want to talk to their kids about that at all so it leaves the kids kind of clueless on everything because I mean some people are lucky and have really good parents that will talk to them about that but I don't know I feel like a lot of parents just don't want to talk to their kids about that Mm -hmm. so and something I'm talking I was talking about earlier with you guys was just like Every family has, like, a different situation, and the relationship could be really good for this, or maybe it could be something where, like, you avoid that completely, and so you don't learn about it at all. Another issue with leaving it up to the parents is a lot of, especially in Utah, it's generations of people who had only learned abstinence only or were taught growing up not to have sex before marriage, so they didn't learn any of the specifics about contraceptives and birth controls or STIs, so they can't really teach their kids that yeah so even if it was left to the parents the parents still barely know anything i mean the parents do i would know. hope the parents I mean, know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they do know but like i'm sure they don't know like super specifics like good enough to teach their kids do you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah and we don't want to like say that the parents here in utah know nothing 
because no. that's obviously not true. Parents did. They do learn stuff. Yes. They obviously have kids, so they know something. <laughs> yeah. But, um... I just... They are educated enough to fully teach their kids. Yeah. Like, and, like, and that's just, like, with anything that you have in school. If a person's not... I, like, there's a reason we have to go to school to teach, you know? Yeah. You have to know the information before you can teach it. And so things like STIs and stuff like that, that is what parents don't know. And that is, uh, in my opinion, one of the most important things that we need to learn is the the STIs and, like, how to have safe sex and, like, mm-hmm. yes, parents can teach about condoms because, guarantee, if you're, like, if you're not a honeymoon baby, like, they know what they were doing for this little bit. <laughs> so, they're, but it's mm-hmm. the, the serious repercussions that can come from not being safe yeah. that they may not know everything they need to know to be able to portray that to their children. Yeah. I think the one of the main reasons that abstinence only is so supported here in Utah is because it goes with the teachings of the predominant religion. And so a lot of people don't want their kids learning about how to have sex, even if it is how to have safe sex, because they don't want them to have sex at all until they're married. It kind of like create, not creates loopholes, because there's not really loopholes to it, but like, like kind of we were saying at the beginning, like, it takes away of the like, how heavy it is. And so like with the, with going with the religious teachings, like, it's a very heavy thing. Um, that is taught in that religion, but parents don't want their kids to learn that, like, how to do it. I don't really know how to yeah, explain it. Yeah, but, like, I feel like with them not learning very much about sex, it's going to make them more curious. Mm-hmm. So they're going to look in other ways to learn it, whether that's, like, the internet or their friends, which those can, can, those, those can be good, but they can lead you down the wrong road. So. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, the, obviously the kind of, if of it, be going with the religious teachings is not everyone is religious and that's okay yeah but like a child should not be forced to kind of learn like the religious ways which is abstinence only in a school setting like that's just Mm -hmm. that's not appropriate i also think another really important thing with that related to religion is that part of the reason why they don't want it to be taught is that it it's believed to be like a sacred like important like beautiful thing but you know, you don't want to do it right now. But I think that makes it harder because I've talked to people, especially um, other college students that I know now, that they're like, how like, am I supposed to love something that I've spent like almost my entire life like hating once they, they get that opportunity to be married and, and you know, perform that action? Mm-hmm. Like, how do they, how do you love something that you spent all of your life avoiding? Yeah, because it's like such a negative connotation. Like, you say sex and everyone's like, oh no. Yeah. Like, she said it. <laughs> like, it's something that most people here grew up being afraid of or like even afraid to talk about so i'm sure that is hard like especially when you're told you get married so young so like Mm -hmm. all these people are being taught that like sex is bad Mm -hmm. and that they shouldn't be doing it and there's a bunch of bad things that could go wrong and then they get married young around our age and then they're like well now i have to do this thing that i've been taught is so scary my whole life like how is it okay for me to do now but it wasn't just two months ago when I wasn't married. Yeah, and it can, like, make someone feel super guilty. Like, they can feel super dirty, even though it's, like, according to the religion, like, it is totally, like, it's kosher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another curriculum that was brought up kind of as a compromise was Abstinence Plus, which stresses abstinence but also includes information on contraceptives and condoms and birth control and stuff like that. Yeah, and so, like, obviously a pro of that is it includes more than just Don't have sex. <laughs> yeah. It includes, we strongly suggest that you wait till marriage, but it says how to have that safe sex, mm-hmm. which is so through contraceptives. It is, it is a little better than 
just abstinence only. When you compare abstinence plus to comprehensive sex education curriculum, you can see that students still don't have enough knowledge to make the best decision for themselves when it comes to having sex. They don't know the emotional impact or the the social impact of having sex. Yeah, I feel like that's one big thing that both of these curriculums miss is the emotional part of it and that, that like, psychological part of it because whether we want to admit it or not, like, having sex with a person is very psychologically altering. Yeah. I think it was Tyra Banks. She talked about how she was a virgin until, like, 24, and people were like, wow, like, how, how did you wait that long being a model, you know? And she said that she did not want to be... She knew that the first person that she would have sex with, she would be very emotionally attached to that person, which that's 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 reality. That's reality. And that's how it is with most. But like when you're in this type of curriculum, it's like, well, sex is bad. But if you're going to have it, you're like, here's the the way to be safe about it. Like the kind of begrudgingly, I feel like. But they don't say, oh, also, by the way, it'll be emotionally altering to you. Yeah. 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 And that was like another aspect that we were talking about that is included in the CSE or comprehensive sex education because you can talk talk about stuff like that because you can talk about more of the details. In Utah specifically, this is more of a compromise that people support because it does include teaching, like the teachings of the majority religion. But on the other hand, not everyone is religious and not everyone wants to wants their kids to learn abstinence only or abstinence plus. Yeah, and another thing that is kind of sad that it doesn't include is consent. Mm-hmm. Because I know CSE has a little section, or I don't even know, like... Yeah. They just have a section about um, what consent is and, like, what it looks like. And so I know here in Utah, like, we don't really learn that. And if they do, it can be different from, like, school to school. So, like, mm-hmm. Johnny from this school thinks, like... This is what consent means, but Sarah from this school thinks this is what it means, and so if they are, like, hanging out and something goes wrong, like, it can be super confusing, I guess. They just might under not understand a yes or a no, I guess, because I know yeah. that happens here a lot in Utah. Yeah, yeah and that can obviously cause a lot of issues mm-hmm. down the road. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I feel like in conclusion... Absence, on, uh, absence plus, excuse me, is definitely the better option, but there's like, it's like a good, better, best type of situation. Yes. But I feel, yeah, I still feel like only learning sex is bad can be, like, can lead to a lot of things. It can lead to yeah. pornography addictions. It can lead to all these different things and, like, lead to guilt in marriage when you shouldn't have that as if you're a member of the major religion here. Until next time. Bye.